open it again. Let us stand that God's blessing might be invoked upon these gifts. All things come up to thee, O Lord. And of thine own have we given thee. Amen. Amen. Choir.
deserve all the glory. The glory belongs to you. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. We praise you for his great sacrifice at the cross of Calvary. We thank you for his daily blessings, keeping us, strengthening us, helping us to keep moving when we feel like stopping. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for this momentous worship service. Thank you for Ken and his lovely wife and their service. We pray for him as he goes forth. Lord God, that you would have your way, put a hedge around them, and strengthen them. Bless our congregation, our choir, our co-laborers, and then bless your word to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's get Lord a hand clap. Come on now. You can do it. Praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. What a mighty God we serve. I want to 
thank the Lord for Dan and Kim. Dan, you look good, man. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the Lord for our illustrious choir. Let's give my hand clap. Come on. Illustrious choir. Praise Jesus. It's all right. Y'all can cry. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. I'll be there Thursday. I'm expecting to see all of you Thursday. Amen. Praise the Lord. Put on your boots and your fatigues and get that attention. We're going to move. Praise the Lord. And um, again, we are grateful to the Lord for what our ears have heard and our hearts have felt and our eyes have seen. And publicly, I want the congregation to know, Kent, you've been phenomenal. Thank you. Thank your lovely wife, children. Praise God. Another chapter of the book. And the beat goes on. We're thankful, 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 thank you. Praise the Lord. Now, Ken, I need to say something, clarify something. You were talking about the potentate of paradise and makeshift delivery room, cows and sheep stabbed me, busted, burst in the time. I got all that from my pastor. That was Charlie Walker. I didn't invent that. I got that from Charlie Walker. There's nothing new under the sun. I, I, I was at 19th Street eight years, and I remember sitting in the pulpit, and the church, they were in the rafters, and he'd be preaching, and one day I just threw my Bible up in the air, man. Couldn't take it no more. And this one Sunday, and I, I need to share it, he's in glory, I love him, I miss him. This one Sunday he was preaching, and don't let him get to the cross, because once he gets to the cross, it's over, man. And he was preaching, and he said, and they led him to the cross, and the whole congregation got on their feet, because everybody knew it was coming. And then he said, uh, while he was on the cross, and he put his head, because my, my, my pastor could paint a picture, he put his head up, and he said, and the angels in heaven pulled out their swords and ran up to the Father and said, let us go down and help him. And he said, get back to your tables. He can handle the situation. And I start screaming. My barber went up in the air. And I'm in the pulpit screaming. And then I start thinking, being a Bible I said, where's that in the Bible? <laughs> My pastor had an imagination, boy. I said, there ain't none of this in the Bible. But it sounds good. <laughs> but he was a preacher of preachers, I tell you. Thank God for him. So don't think that was Gordon. That ain't Gordon. Amen. That was Charlie Walker, boy. Praise the Lord. And, uh, and he probably got it from somebody else. That's the way this thing works. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's bad when you know where you got it from. But uh, praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is good. And Kent will be at the banquet. Amen. Thank God for him. And going to have a great time in the Lord. This morning, I want to 
continue this series on faithfulness to God, faithfulness to God's governing of principles, faithfulness to God. Last week was Abraham. This week the spotlight is on Moses. Faithfulness to God. Now, I gave a definition this morning for faithfulness. Faithfulness is not you showing up. Faithfulness is you going forward with obstacles in the way. And in spite of the obstacles, you keep moving. When you're faithful, God is going to allow something to block you from proceeding. And when you break through the block for the Lord, God calls you faithful. So there's nothing blocking you from serving and submitting to God. That's not a definition for faithfulness. Lord, have mercy. Faithfulness means I, 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 I will continue to witness tracks to people even though I'm, I'm at the third level of cancer. Some, something is holding me back, but I'm going to keep pushing. Can I get a witness? And, and I'm going to call Jarvis after the service because they went out, they witnessed, and souls got saved. I'm going to say, right there, man, we're we, we going to be good. It, we're in Hebrews chapter 11, and this is the Hall of Fame of Faith in which God gives us a definition, verse 1, a description, verse 2, 3 or 4, 4 to 40. Uh, he gives us a demonstration of faith. And we, we dealt with Abraham last week, and this week... Um, we deal with another prominent person called Moses. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says in, now, now hang in there with me, uh, the, the, the Bible tells us, beginning in verse um, 24, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, and we'll talk about that, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. This is a very simplistic but powerful outline and what I like about the writer to the Hebrews, again, the writer to the Hebrews was out to teach Hebraic Christians, people that had crossed over from Judaism into Christianity and was having a hard time. Their own families forsook them because, and wouldn't allow them in the synagogue because they found this new faith in Christ. And um, Jesus Christ is preeminent. He's better. He's... He's perfect. He's better than anything. The law, he's better than uh, the sacrifice. He's better than the Levitical system. And he gives a better principle called faith. And, and so when you begin to look at this matter of these, Hebrew, these Hebraic Christians, um, we, we have before us some stiff testimonies of what these men and women did. I'm, 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 I'm amazed that God does not highlight any negativity in the great hall of fame of faith. It's only what they did. 
Can I get a witness? Uh, and and, 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 and uh, considered to be one of God's greatest callings was God's call to Moses. Moses, whose name means to draw out, was indicative of God's miraculous vision for him and for Israel. And when you look at the makeup of Moses, at birth he was miraculously drawn out of the turbulent waters of the Nile uh, as Amram and Jochebed, his mother and father, heard the edict of Pharaoh to kill all uh, Jewish male babies, and they put Moses in a basket with bulrushes, meaning they stuffed it, and they put him in the river and let him go. Now, the Bible tells us that verse 23 of chapter 11, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw it, he was a proper child. Now that word proper in, in the Greek means beautiful child, but it, mean, it doesn't mean beautiful looking. It means they saw some kind of magnificent promise in this son. They, they, they saw some enlightenment from God that it was something special about Moses. And what they did, they put him in a river. I know if you don't read the Bible, you saw Caesar B. DeMille's picture, Ten Commandments. They put him in the river and, and, and listen, and, and, and as the basket was just aimlessly floating down the, uh, um, the Nile, God was in heaven orchestrating God was in heaven engineering that the moment that basket got to the castle, Pharaoh's daughter would go down to the Nile to bathe. At, at, at the exact same moment. Here's what blows my mind about God. God is so exact. And, and, and guess what? You and I were floating aimlessly. And God engineered us to be found by his son. As we was going down the river from getting high, going down the river from living in sin, going down the river from being messed up. Somebody, somebody, somebody see where I'm going. Uh, excuse me, this is not luck. This is not coincidence. This is the way God works. Uh, he's too wise to make a mistake. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and child of God, as this, as this basket got to Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh's daughter uh, said, oh, what a beautiful baby. Took the babe out of the basket, took the babe in the castle, and raised Moses in the splendor of Egypt. My God. Let me, let me, let me stop, pause, and park. All right. You had nothing to do with your past, but God did. Even before you came up to God, before you got saved, before you joined the church, God was engineering in your life the moment you came out your mother's womb. 
every move you made, every, everything you did, everywhere you went, the Spirit of God had angels around you. I, I just wish I had time. And see, uh, uh, what, what, what blows my mind about God, the reason I know angels was all around me, because Hebrews 1.14 tells me that the angels guard those with the inheritance of the saints. Lord, have mercy. But what does that mean? Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute. That means when I was out there doing my thing in the world, not being saved, I had an angel attached to me. Do I have a witness? When I was going in the clubs and in the bars, when I was in the streets, when I was getting high, fornicating, when I was all over the place, I had everywhere I went, I took my angel with me. Angels were with me. Can I get a witness? Why? Because I was an heir of salvation. Uh, God knew he was going to save me. Can I get a witness? And I'm so glad that the Lord didn't decide to assign an angel to me the moment I got saved. No, when I was out there in darkness, when I was out there in sin, when I was no good, no good, no good, I had an angel in the car with me. I had, a, I had an angel in the bar with me. I had, a, I had an angel in the club with me. Can I get a witness? And God told the angel, make sure he comes back safe you want to know why you safe you safe because God engineered this thing you know why you still here this morning because God's grace brought you this far you know why you can praise him because God was in it all along thank you Jesus thank you Lord Hallelujah. Shot at, but the bullet didn't hit me. Thank you, Jesus. Do I have a witness? In a house fire, but didn't get burned. In a car accident, but walked out. I, I've got too many episodes in my life to sit up here and talk about luck. No, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever that's why he says let the redeemed of the Lord say so Moses was raised in all the wisdom of the Egyptians during the highest dynasty of Egypt so what did he learn going to school as Pharaoh's daughter's son Hieroglyphics, mathematics, construction of the Sphinx and pyramids, embalming secrets of Egypt. And people still don't technologically know today how they build those pyramids. Do I have a witness? Uh, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and Moses, Moses, Moses' life is broken down to three periods of 40. The first 40 years, he was in Egypt. Now let me stop, pause, and part. I'm so glad, Wayne Jones, that God allowed me to spend time in Egypt. I ain't been in Israel all my life. I ain't been in the promised land all my life. I was in Egypt with the leeks and the onions uh, and the melons. I was, I was in Egypt. I do have a witness. This thing is right. It's tight, but it's right. I was in Egypt. My Egypt was South Philly. Do I have a witness? 
I saw everything. I knew everybody. I, I, and then listen, child of God, if I shared some stories with you, you run out of this place. Can I get up some crazies? But I spent my first 40 years in Egypt. Do I have a witness? Uh, knowing of God, but not knowing God. Can I get a witness? Knowing about the word, but not living the word. Uh, do I have a witness? Been to church all my life, but never hearing the real gospel of Jesus the Christ. Do I have a witness? His first 40 years in Egypt, his second 40 years, he murdered a, an Egyptian defending an Israelite. He was wanted for murder, ran out of Egypt on the backside of the desert called Sinai. Do I have a witness? And his third 40 years was leading a rebellious people. Lord have mercy. Out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, towards Canaan. Moses had three unique titles. One was, listen, law giver. Don't miss that. Significant. Lawgiver. Uh-huh. When Moses was summoned to Sinai and he saw a bush burning but not consumed. There there is can't there's a mess there's a message in the method. When he saw that bush burning and not being consumed, God was sending him the same message he sent Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My people may burn, but they'll never be finished. Do I have a witness? Because I'm in the fire with them. I've heard, I've seen their affliction, I've heard their crying, and I've come down to deliver them. So Moses, get ready. Can I get a witness? He, he was not only the lawgiver, he's the shepherd of God's people. Yeah, he, he's called the deliverer because he led them through the Red Sea. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so when we look at this uh, uh, composite of Moses, uh, when we look at seven principles from verses 24 down, Lord have mercy, amen, uh, 24 to 29, we, 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 we see three significant things, and I want to bring this out. First, Moses refused a personal, yeah, uh, message of greatness. He refused greatness. He refused greatness. He he, he refused. He refused to be great. He made, listen to pastor, he made a decision. Can I get a witness? And child of God, this morning we're talking about decisions. Now, now, now in life, I made some stupid decisions. I made some stupid decisions. A amen. We all, since y'all ain't going to say Amen. Yeah, and, and, and here's what we understand about our decisions. You got to live with your decisions. See, see, here's how you know whether your child is growing up or not. Only children think they can make bad decisions and not answer for it. As you mature, you understand that every decision you make, you got to live with it. Do I have a witness? Yeah. 
there was, there was a young girl who got married against her parents' wishes. And uh, the, the marriage blew up and she ran home to her mother crying. And the mother said, baby, we love you. And you know, you can, you can stay tonight, but you got to go back because you made that decision. It's getting tight up in here. That's your decision to marry that man. So, you know, you, you can't run now. You were smiling with the white dress on. You was dancing in the reception hall. Now the work comes. Do I have a witness up in the house? And, 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 and so, child of God, uh, Moses, uh, the Bible says in verse 24, when he came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, now, 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 wait a minute, because greatness comes with disposition. Are y'all getting me? That if I'm born into a family of a rich man, then I'm rich. If I'm born in a palace, then I'm pleased to live in a palace. Do I have a witness? But the Bible says Moses refused to be great. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you're going to be servant to all. Can I get a witness? And see, child of God, one of the things we mentioned this morning is that he rejected the greatness and he rejected the glamour of Pharaoh's house. This was the most meekest man in the Bible. Humbled. Why was Moses so humble? Because he was broken. Won't God break you? Josephus, a Jewish historian, when I was in Bible college, Josephus, a Jewish historian, said Moses was so great when he walked up the street, women would leave their husbands to get a glance at him. Moses. Moses. Boy, if that was some of us, we'd here I am. <laughs> Moses. But see, when God broke him, all that greatness went out the window. He met God on Sinai and, and God said, I want you to go. He said, who am I? I can't do this. I, I stutter. He said, take your brother Aaron. He likes to talk. Can I get a witness? Mo Moses had no confidence in himself. Moses had no braggadociousness in himself because God had broken him. Don't you know God can't use you till he breaks you? You can't be used of God thinking it's you and God. No, it's all God in spite of you. I'm preaching up in this place. God doesn't need your intelligence. God doesn't need your uh, being able to dress and look good, drive good. God doesn't need all that. God can take a nobody. Can I get a witness? And make a somebody to reach everybody. He's chosen the base things of this world to confound the wise. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so he refused. He refused. By faith, he refused, Lord have mercy, to be called. Mm. Association. Hmm. See, 
Association leads to a simulation. Do I have a witness? Ooh. Now, I remember growing up, my, and my mother said, I don't want you with that boy. And I knew I was going to be with the boy anyhow. Just not in front of her. Lord, have mercy. What did our parents see in people they didn't approve of? They could see what you couldn't see. Are y'all, are y'all praying with me? They, they could see what you could not see. And they were trying to spare you some pain and getting into trouble. Uh, uh, do, I, do I have a witness? He, 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 he renounced personal greatness. He walked and ran out of Egypt. He pulled out. He kept the Passover. He practiced the Passover. Moses passed through the Red Sea. Look, child of God, when you start to look at this, first thing he did was refuse. There's some things I had to refuse when I got saved. I didn't, I didn't refuse it the same night. See, that's when church folks start lying. I ain't refused it the first night. But as I start growing in Christ, as I got into the Word, can I start refusing stuff? Because stuff was pulling me back into sin. Stuff was pulling me down. Stuff, come on now, stuff was making me messed up. I had to change friends. I don't know how the way you're going to keep the same friends and you say. Buddies come around my house. Hey, man, what you got? You think you got something we can get high? No, nah, I ain't doing that no more. I told one of my friends, I said, look, man, he said, uh, he said you got any jazz? I said, no, nah, man, I'm saved. Saved? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> then I'm playing ball, and, and they out there drinking all that beer and stuff. The guy came with a... At 95 degrees, we're playing ball. He got a cold brew. He said, now, Jesus drank wine. <laughs> now, I know he ain't going to get upset if you drink a little beer. I said, that theology sounds pretty good here. <laughs> Let's see if I can swallow a little suds here. Lord, have mercy. Refuse. 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 My God, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Notice he's refusing an association with being called Pharaoh's daughter. My God. Mm, mm, mm. Some of us want to be great for the wrong reasons. And the reason we want to be great is because we are gravely ill. We got holes on the inside. Low self-esteem. We, 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 look, we mess up. We need applause, appreciation, and attention. And we'll do anything to get it. Anything to get it. Anything to get it. Look, we make up a lot. Hey, did you hear? Ain't nobody say nothing. Every time you go to gossip, turn in the scripture. Praise ye him. The Lord is good. The fact of the matter is, Moses had to refuse stuff in order to get right with God. I stumbled, man. I, I stumbled. I stumbled. I stumbled. I, 
I stumbled in my saved life. I stumbled, man. I was, I was a wreck and a ruin. I was messed up, Doc. Messed up. Because I, I had these impulses, Kent, in my flesh nature that I didn't want to cut off. They, they felt too good. Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all getting this story? So I'm here. I'm going to Bible study on Friday night, and then the Bible study was over at eight o'clock. It it was six to eight, and at eight o one, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna spend the rest of the night. I ain't gonna read the Bible the rest of the night. Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all, are y'all getting this? And here's what I found out. I found out that I couldn't out-slick God. I could not outthink God. I could not, amen, uh, uh, use the worldly wisdom on God. God didn't stop. Listen, listen, listen this is the honest God truth. Honest God truth. Honest God truth. Honest God truth. I come home from one, one, one Friday night, I came home from Bible study, Sister Hicks, and, and, I, and I said, no, I'm going to stay at home, I'm not going to let, now I'm just saved. And I got a phone call from a, from a female counterpart, she was up in Mount Airy, she said, come on and see me, baby, come on and see me, come sit down. And the Lord said, no, don't go. You don't, you don't, you don't need to go, and I, I said, okay, God, all the time I'm putting my vine on, and you know, just put my hat on, got outside, it was raining outside, I got in the car, and I just turned God off. How many of y'all turned God off? Just turned him off, turned him off, turned him, can't hear you, can't hear you, until I put that key in that car, and I was leaving South Philly going up 76 to go towards Mount Airy, and when I was on the expressway, I seen all these sparks coming out from under my hood. The car caught on fire, and I said, Lord! <laughs> I pulled over to the side, and, and I, I was persuaded that I'm going back home. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I done been there and done that stuff! nothing wrong with my car until I decided that I was going to have a night of sin. It's tight. Don't you have to refuse some things? Don't, don't you have to back up and realize that God is not a celestial killjoy, but he's real. That we, we may stumble every now and then but you can't stay there i'm so tired of these people preaching habitual sin and being saved it's sickening once you get saved you can't habitually live in sin oh you can get weak and fall you can come on now you can break you can break every once in a while but uh the conviction of the holy spirit the presence the indwelling of the holy spirit will not allow you to make sin a way of life Well, I'm saved. I believe that Jesus died from a sin. What well, the devils believe that? James tell you demons believe that. And they tremble. Do I have a witness? 
he, he refused. But secondly, verse 25 and 26, he uh, received the regiment of ruin in his personal life. Look, 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 look at 25. Chosen. Uh -huh. This is not decisions. This is denials. And you got to watch your decision. Every, listen, listen, everything that glitters is not gold, man. Are y'all getting this? Some of the decisions that we make and our children make and our grandchildren make are foolish. And we really think it's going to work out. And God shows you that decision is not of his will. Do I have a witness? And the reason we get too far in, Sister Hicks, is because we betrayed the word of God way up front. See, 1 Corinthians 5 says, every sin outside of the body, uh -huh, if I steal, I'm stealing from you. If I lie, I'm lying to you. But only fornication is a boomerang sin. It comes back to you. That every time I was with a woman sexually, we were sharing personalities. A piece of her came into me, and a piece of me went into her. They're getting quiet, Lord. Why do you think God says, and the two shall become one? You become one because sexual transmissions brings a oneness to two people. So, so you know, when I got saved, thank God for the blood washing of Jesus. Do I have a witness? Uh -huh. And that might explain why some of us are the way we are. You come to church, you're sitting out there, you know. You done got so many personalities inside of you. I could call you the 25 faces of Eve. But the good news is that God, no, it's in 1 Corinthians 5. You're going to read it. God has watched us. Aren't you glad he watched us? He has watched us. I told you, I was in the library. A woman said, I'm a witch. I said, I'm a warlock. <laughs> Whatever it takes. We can burn incense together or something. Bad decisions. Bad, bad decisions. And some of us still making bad decisions. We'd rather believe our feelings than our faith. We'd rather believe our wisdom than the word. We make bad because, see, when you are walking in the light, see, decisions are equated with God's light. When you're walking in the light of God's word, God won't let you make bad decisions. God will turn bad decisions into no decisions or into good decisions when you have the word of God as your interpreter. But then, but then when he moves from decisions... Now, now, let me stop, pause, and pause. How many of y'all have made bad decisions in your life? Raise your hand. Come on, get them up there. Get them up there. Get them up there. Get them up. This ain't core. I ain't going to ask you to confess. Get, get them up there. Get them up there. And by the way, y'all need to come to core. You need to come to Bible study on Wednesday. I'm talking to the choir. I'm talking to y'all. Bible study on Wednesday. Come every other week if you have it. But come to the Bible study on Wednesday. Because we have some dynamic teaching about this walk. Yeah. 
bad decisions. God moves from the decision process to the denial process. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. The word rather there means you were presented with comfort and conflict and you chose conflict over comfort because of Christ. <laughs> this is me. This is me. This is me. I got comfort and I got conflict. But because Christ is in the middle, I can take the conflict over the comfort because Christ is in this thing. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pledges of sin for what? Now, now, let me stop, pause, and point. Here we go. Sin's pleasure is only for a season. And the older you get, the quicker the season. It's only for a season, Doc. It's only for a season. The kickback you get from your sin is going to come back and kick you. You like that, Brother Arnold? It's going to come back and kick you, Doc. And, 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 and it's, listen, listen if, I, if I run out of here today, Sister Hicks, and start sinning, uh, God says, first of all, this stuff is only for a season. And then you got to deal with the season you just came out of. Do I have a witness? That, that is, the consequences, and don't get quiet up in here. In the name of Jesus. That, 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 that the Bible says he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Mm. Now life only got so many seasons. And some of us are still in the season of suffering because of our decisions and a lack of denials. Hmm. I tell our young, young ladies in the church, say, listen, and you know, we can all speak back in retrospect. Uh, <clears throat> don't let a young man try you on like a shoe. Now, you know what that's like. You go in a shoe store, you don't try it on five pairs of shoes, you ain't bought nothing. All you did was stretch the shoe. This one's tight. Don't let nobody stretch you and they ain't going to marry you. Can I get a witness? Don't let nobody stretch you out of shape, Doc. Can I get a witness? You know, just, baby, you want this, you got to marry me. And then look at your clock. He'll be gone in three minutes. Don't surrender the milk without the cow. It's tight. Well, I, 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 was, I was pressured. I, I love him. Okay. Wake up and smell the coffee. Wake up and smell the coffee. I told you, when I was in the world, I was so good, I could get on a woman's couch and cry. Tears would come out. Baby, I really love you. And she'd go like this, oh, oh, look at him, he's crying. I said, got her. Got her. Whatever, whatever it takes. Come on now, y'all ain't got to look strange. Some of y'all actors. Actors and actresses. That's how you got your husband. 
That's how you got your wife. You acted this thing out until, amen, you got married and then you acted another way. I'm going to work this thing. Somebody got to preach the truth. Mm. Mm. Denying, choosing rather, choosing rather, choosing rather. Here, here, here's the problem with indulging involvement and the inability to discern. Once we participate in something that God forbids, we can't hear God. We can't hear. So you to kind of come to church every Sunday, is there a word from the Lord? The word been in here for all week. You, you ain't hearing it. You've compromised. Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? And I'm not just talking about sexual sin. I'm talking about mental, emotional, physical. We get, we get emotionally messed up from that world. Tied up in knots. Moses, in his denial, choose, chose rather, 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 rather. He had a choice, but he chose God's way. Uh, yeah. Of suffering affliction with God's people than to enjoy the pledges, the quick pledges of sin for a season. Now, now, poor Moses, poor Moses, poor Moses. Uh, 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 the Bible says, verse 27, another principle, by faith he forsook Egypt. He had to lead a murmuring house of people. Now, Kent, you're going to pastor. Don't you go over there thinking all folk are right. Folk murmur. The word murmur means they keep complaining and they blame their complaints on you. Well, why did Moses bring us out here? To die? You know, I'm not, listen, I'm not accepting your FedEx. You don't like yourself? Don't bring it to me. You struggling with something at home? Don't bring it up in here. I got my own stuff. I'm not accepting that. Had a situation here uh, some time ago. A young lady, I, I you know, I, I walk, walked up to her and said, how you doing, baby? She said, I'm fine. She said, you know, I'm, I'm uh, she, she started talking and I found out she was just a victim of past pain. Past pain. Fractured. Messed up. I could look in her eyes and see divisions. And you know what she said to me? She said, well, when I come to this church, I don't, I don't meet too many people who are friendly. I said, everybody in here is friendly. You can't take your baggage and put it on other people. Are y'all getting this? You, you can't take your fractures and criticize the church because your fractures are not fixed. Only Jesus can fix your fractures. Do, do I have a witness? 
you know, you know, child of God here, uh, 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 the murmuring house of people, the management of misfits. They all left Egypt. They were all under the cloud, First Corinthians 10. They all did eat in that manner, but with many of them, God was not pleased. Hmm. He had to motivate service, steadfastness, stability. Moses had a hard job. Moses, Moses, Moses had a hard job. Mm. The difference between Moses and Joshua, Joshua just cuts you out. He's a military commander. He just cuts you out. See, when they went to Moses and said, we need water. In Exodus 17, he prayed and water came out of a rock. Right? They went to Joshua and said, we don't have no water. He said, dig a well. Get out of my face. I ain't talking with you. <laughs> Joshua was hard. Joshua ain't play that. <laughs> I love it. Lord Jesus. And there are some episodes in life that God, if we choose the rather and suffer affliction for a season God will make everything all right and do I have a witness I'm coming in for a land I'm coming in I'm coming in there's there's and and look at verse 26 another principle through faith uh, uh, it, it's, it's, excuse me verse 26 esteeming the reproach of Christ that means estimating calculating greater riches than the treasures in Egypt he had respect to the recompense of reward that is he had to make not only a decision Lord have mercy a denial uh, but he needed a dynamic of faith to know that life Lord have mercy is painful there's pain in ministry there's pain in marriage. There's pain in motivating others. There's pain in management. There's pain. There's pain. There's pain in our mindsets. But this boy started by faith to esteem. I'm esteeming that me doing it God's way is greater than me doing it Satan's way. I'm, I'm, I'm esteeming that me waiting on the Lord is better than me using my own wisdom. I'm, I'm going to esteem this thing that God is too wise to make a mistake that weeping may endure for a night but joy will come in the morning that the Lord is my high tower the Lord is my rock the Lord is my refuge the Lord is my strength the Lord is my shepherd I told you my job Leroy is to build bridges from you to Jesus not from you to me are y'all getting this? If you in ministry at this church, your job is not to get everybody's phone number and have them call you when you weak as water. Your job is to build a bridge to Jesus. Honey, when you don't feel good, call Jesus. When you want to give up, you need to get in touch with Jesus. You need to get in that word and help God to lift you up and turn you around. Our job is to build bridges to Jesus. Only Jesus can pull you out. Only Jesus can help you. Only Jesus can turn you around. Only Jesus can plant your feet on solid ground. 
pastor can't help you. I'm struggling with my own stuff. I got baggage and baggage and baggage, and I'm between these natures trying to handle my own baggage. Oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, I'll lift you up in prayer. I'll hug and kiss you, but I can't change you. Only Jesus is the change agent. Only Jesus is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence. Only Jesus! Only Jesus. And Jesus only. Do I have a witness? Finally, in verse 27, we, we see a, yeah, a reverence to God as our deliverer. Notice the dedication here in verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. That is, Moses saying, you know what? I had God etched in my mind so heavy, I could see him. Oh yeah, I could see him. I, 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 I could see his character. I could see his continuance. I, I could see him. Through faith he kept the Passover. Uh, and let me, let me close and the sprinkling of the blood. Uh, can I get a witness? The reason he kept the Passover, the Passover was there way out. Can I get a witness in Exodus 12? He said, put blood on a hyssop, that's a sponge, and make the sign of a cross. Lord have mercy. 2,000 years before the cross came into being. The doorposts and the lintel. And when I see the blood, I pass over. Can I get a witness? And he'll pass over God. Uh, yes, he is. And this word kept means continual action. It is synonymous with our communion. Keep on doing it. As often as you do this, you show, uh, yeah, uh, my presence till I come back there was there were five yeah uh, there were five sacrifices in the book of Leviticus there were seven feast days and all of them mean something Passover means Calvary can I get a witness first fruits means resurrection Pentecost means the coming of the Holy Spirit trumpets means the rapture atonement means the tribulation Tabernacles means the millennium. Uh, do I have a witness? This law had a spiritual code, a religious code, and a social code. Um, do I have a witness? Well, Moses was a bad boy. Moses was faithful in all of his house. Moses was great, but grounded in God. Moses was transformed by God, transfigured by God. Moses asked God to let him see his face, and God said, no, no, you can't see my face. I'll let you see my hind parts. I'll let you see my exhaust pipes of my glory, but I'll put you in the cleft of the rock, and that rock is Jesus. Moses built the tabernacle. Moses gave the Ten Commandments. Do I have a witness? But child of God on Mount Transfiguration. Let me show you how big God is. God told Moses, go around, you can't go into the promised land because you smit that rock twice. And that rock was Christ who was smitten once. You can't go in. Do I have a witness? But 2,000 years later, 
Jesus was on Mount Transfiguration. And Moses and Elijah come walking on the mountain. And they were in their beatific glory. Can I get a witness? And they communed with Jesus. They communicated with Jesus. They comprehended with Jesus. Can I get a witness? Well, child of God, you need to understand that Moses was faithful in all of his house. He made the right decisions from light. He made the right denials from liberty. He was, yes he was, he was dedicated to Almighty God because he was locked into his character. I'm not there yet, but I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to be like my grandmother. It seemed like nothing bothered her. It seemed like nothing shook her faith. It looked like everything was coming at her. Uh, death and yeah, loved ones getting shot and yeah, stuff getting cut off in her house. But I don't ever remember her faith being shaken. Do I have a witness? She had a faith that I never saw before. She had a faith that could last through anything. And all she would do was sit there and say, I dare you to trust him. That was her theology. She didn't take bibliology. She didn't, she didn't take soteriology. All she said was, I dare you to trust the master. Can I get a witness? She came out of school in the sixth grade. She left South Carolina in 1922. Came to Philadelphia. Had four children. Can I get a witness? Went to church every Sunday. But her faith was unshakable. Her faith could endure through a whole lot of stuff. Her faith kept a smile on her face. Her faith put joy in her bosom. Do I have a witness? This kind of faith I've never seen before. It's an unshakable faith. It's a persevering faith. It's a powerful faith. And Moses was great in all of his house because he made right decisions. He made right denials. And he had a dedication that nobody could talk about. I want to be dedicated to him. I want Jesus <laughs> to receive me in the glory. And as I go into glory, I want to say I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I kept the faith and now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I got to go all the way to the end. I can't stop now. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. But I don't. I said I don't. I don't believe he brought me this far to lead me. Can you say yeah? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I'm so glad one of these days I'm going to Beulah land. I'm going to see my mother and my father. I'm going to see my brothers and my cousin. I'm so glad to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord right on 
King Jesus right on. King Jesus, can I get a witness? One of these days, I'm going to sit at a table and I'm going to dine with my Jesus. He'll say, pass me your frustrations. Pass me your fractures. And I'll pass you my goodness, my mercy and grace. Say yeah, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, joy will come in the morning. Let's stand on our feet. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. My decisions, my denials, my dedications are on the line. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus wants to save you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Or perhaps you want to join the church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father, thank you for the life of a great man called Moses. A man who was great and gave it up that he may please you. A man who had all of the riches of Egypt but surrendered them for relationship with you. Help us to learn from these characters. Help us to make godly decisions by light of your word. Help us to deny the devil's temptations. And then help us to be dedicated the rest of our lives to you, the Lord of glory. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning because you brought us from a mighty long way. Thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for making a way out of no way. Give us a faith that passes all understanding. By faith, Moses. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, make the right decisions. Make the right denials. And whatever you do, be dedicated to Jesus. We love you. Have a great day.